Welcome to the Pilgrim's Odyssey, your guide to life's wild ride. I'm your host, Silwan Green. Every day we share incredible stories and valuable lessons on life and faith. Thanks for tuning in and make sure to share this odyssey with your friends and neighbors so all of us together can let our light shine. Welcome friends to another episode of the Pilgrim's Odyssey. I'm your host Silwan. Great to be with you today. We've been talking a lot about relationships. The power of deep relationships where the person you're in relationship with is more than just an object, more than just someone you're having a casual conversation with, but someone that you're truly interested in being transparent with, listening to, together diving into this universe of creation and making everything a relationship, a conversation, whether it's a walk through the forest or down a trail or just waking up in the morning and looking at the sky. Relationships like this can transform you. They can give you every day an opportunity to enter into relationship with someone and maybe make a difference in their lives that you don't even remember or know about. Yesterday, I was thinking about someone that had that impact in my life. You know, I doubt today they even think about it. But at the time, it had a profound impact on me. I was a young man. I'd been lost, but I was beginning to search. I was beginning to have hope. It was after my jet crash. I was looking for answers. You know, at my darkest, I wasn't even looking for answers. But I was beginning to live. I was beginning to get out. I'd been riding my motorcycle. But I was still questioning, wondering. Wasn't quite sure where I was going. So I'm in this coffee shop, and and they're alone, and somebody walks in, and they catch my attention because they're in this long black robe. Well, immediately, I knew it was looked like a priest or something. But they were younger, not much older than me. They sit down, drink some coffee. They were reading. And I thought to myself, you know, just me and him. I'll go over and introduce myself. He's got to have a story. So I walk over, introduce myself, and very quickly I can tell he's got a very thick accent. Turns out he was a young Polish priest from Poland. Right over, you know, right off the plane almost. Had been, had been in the United States for a very short amount of time. I guess in the, the diocese where I was at, they had a shortage of priests. So they had been looking for people to come in from around the world. And some of them were Polish priests. And I had found one of them. He was very open. He was very transparent. He, he was joyful to share his faith. It struck me immediately. He didn't come across as some object who had decided, I want to be a priest. He came across as someone who was alive with his faith. That when he smiled, that smile came from a deep place. That when he talked about what he believed in, he believed in it. In the course of our conversation, he talked about growing up in Poland at a time, you know, when it was communist. And how the story of Pope John Paul had influenced him, had led him to the faith. Reading about during World War II, Pope John Paul being a youth minister and the example that he gave the young students with his prayer, with his example. When you saw pictures of that time, when you read about him, he, he, Pope John was filled with joy and smiles and he told me he wanted to be the same way. He wanted to have a life like that. He didn't want to walk around with a dour look on his face. He didn't want to walk around with a lack of hope. He wanted to be like that. 
and it led him to his faith, led him to becoming a priest. As I spoke with them, I realized it had been a long time since I had met somebody so transparent, so open, so happy about what they believed in. He didn't come across as judgmental. He didn't come across as pointing fingers at other people. You know, he didn't believe what he did because it was a reaction against other things. He believed in it because he thought it was true and it brought him joy and it gave him life. And he was excited about it. And he wanted to share it with people. It was intoxicating. It led me down a path I'm on to this day. I can remember after talking to him, and for a while, you know, I read a lot and learned a lot about the Catholic Church. But it really made me, I don't want to say made me believe, it solidified what I wanted to believe, or maybe already believed, in that, in that if I was going to have faith and believe in God, I wanted to be 100% in. And not because I was trying to drink the Kool-Aid and act like I was 100% in, but because I really believed it. Like to the marrow of my being, I could say, this is true. This is what I believe And I'm happy and I want to share it with other people. And meeting him drove me to go, I'm going to follow this path of faith until I get to that. I didn't do it right away. It took a while before I ended up where I like to think I am today. But that's where it started. Started with that relationship I had with him. It wasn't just that one meeting in a coffee shop. That meeting in a coffee shop led to, you know, meeting him at his parish, talking to him in his office, learning more about his history growing up in Poland, how his faith began, what he believed in, where he wanted to go next. He was very transparent, as I said earlier. As we got to know each other, he told me what he struggled with, what was hard in his faith. He was very open about it. But to me, again, that that, that was attractive because To meet somebody that could talk about what they believed, warts and all, could tell you what they struggled with, and at the same time had that joy, had that peace, it made me believe that despite my own doubts, my own questions, that if I persevered, I might find a faith so deep it just jumped out of me. Now, I bring this up because the last few days talking about Martin Buber, and, and, and you start talking about things like, having a relationship with nature and having a relationship with other people and relationships with God and how deep it can get. You know, you wonder what does that really mean? Is, it, is that really something I can aspire to? Is that realistic? Is, is, is that just holy talk? But practically speaking, it, it isn't. Well, it's meeting people like Father Peter, Peter Koitzel, that I realized that is things that can happen right now, that it is attainable, that meeting people filled with God is possible. They are there. That having deep relationships that transform you can happen. And that you can look around the world and it's a world of wonder. And every moment we have is an opportunity to enter into something sacred Walking in that coffee shop that day, I didn't think it was going to be anything sacred. I was walking in for coffee. Heck, I was probably thinking I was going to walk in and like see some cute girl I could chat up or go on some adventure. 
But instead, I met somebody open, happy, on fire with their faith. We entered into conversation. He listened. I listened. We were open, and it became something sacred. Something sacred I will never forget. It's one reason when I meet people, even strangers, I like to ask a lot of questions. One, because I'm genuinely curious. But two, I realize that when you ask people questions like that, where are you from? Where'd you grow up? What are you doing here? How long have you lived here? And you allow people to be known. You allow people to talk about themselves. As you enter in that relationship, it becomes more than a conversation. Some of the most beneficial encouraging, emotive conversations I've ever had were with strangers. And I did the least amount of talking. You know, that's kind of funny. <laughs> you know, people know you by how they know you. And, and so many people that I meet, you know, they've seen me because I'm speaking. You know, I'm running a workshop all day or I'm up on a stage. And I'm sure the opinion has got to be, man, this guy likes to talk. And, and don't get me wrong, I like to talk. But when I'm outside of that, I'd much rather listen. I'd much rather ask a question and just shut up and listen and learn something about you. And and I find I learn far more doing that than I do pontificating, you know, regurgitating things I've said a million times. I refine things that way, but I'm not sure how much I learn when I'm the one center stage doing all the talking. But when I'm able to just to ask a few questions, maybe throw in a few interjections, but ask questions questions mainly and listen that, that not only do I learn more but you enter into far deeper relationships because then eventually they'll start asking you questions and maybe in a way they wouldn't have before you know they needed to trust you to really get that intimate and then all of a sudden everywhere you go is an opportunity for something sacred sitting in a coffee shop waiting to see a doctor Traveling on a train, sitting in an airport, going into a restaurant, million different ways. And, and, and I think one of the saddest things that I see traveling around, knowing people, is, is people don't have those conversations as much anymore. We don't enter into as deep a relationship. And I think when that happens, the world can kind of become a sterile place. It, it becomes an it world. It's an it world. You know, you know. That person next to you is almost no different than that cup of coffee you got at Starbucks. They're just there. But there, it's nothing you entered into relationship with. And when that happens, I think you begin to think there isn't anything sacred. You know, it's interesting. When you've had sacred moments like that, the idea that there isn't a God, you can't even get your head around it. Well, of course there's a God. Look, look at these sacred things I've seen. And you might be things you've literally seen or miracles you've experienced experienced or moments you've had with people. But when you open yourself up to relationship, I really believe, just like Martin Buber, it opens you up to grace. And then you see the supernatural. You see the spiritual. And then you don't even question it. It just, it, it is. But if you don't enter in a relationship, if you never see the sacred, if everything is an object, the idea that there's this God, the idea that there's a spiritual world has got to seem foreign to you. It's too personal. It's too supernatural. It's not objective. You can't measure it. Of course it can't be real. Relationship. Now, real reason I brought up this story and kind of went off on some tangents today is, is really one thing. Every day is an opportunity to enter into a relationship with somebody and make a difference. 
No matter how much money you have, where you live, what your background is, what you've done right, what you've done wrong, right now, you could go out, meet a stranger, enter into relationship with them, enter into conversation, and potentially change the trajectory of their life. And it might be doing nothing more than just showing interest in somebody by allowing someone to relax in a conversation with someone that wants to know them, that is interested in them, that wants to know where they came from. Every single day, how many people did Father Peter talk to in a coffee shop? How many young people did he have conversations with? How many times did he say to himself, I want to be like the Pope John Paul, and I want to make an influence on young people, and that's what my ministry is going to be? See, he lived that way. And I'm just one person. How many other people did he have the same impact? And then changed the trajectory of their lives. And then those people impacted other people. Because every time I give a talk, every time I meet someone, every time I'm in a coffee shop and begin a conversation with a stranger, there's a piece of Father Peter there with me. Right there with me. And his influence is being felt years later in that moment, as if it was yesterday that I met him. And that is the opportunity that you have today. When you're getting down, when you're getting discouraged, when, when you're looking for meaning and purpose in your own life, when you're wondering, how can I make a difference in this world? That's the easiest, surest, quickest way to do it. Just be in relation with somebody. Have a conversation. Care. Give a you-know-what about someone and just ask them, how was your day? Where are you from? How'd you end up here? Do you come here a lot? Watch their face lighten up as they relax. Watch the mood in the room change as you draw closer together. Rise up, friends. Rise up. It's a time to rise up. And the one way I know it'll happen is when interactions like that become normal and they become contagious and the more people you talk to the more ripples you'll make and those ripples will become waves and those waves will change currents and those currents will carry people to places they could have never imagined just like i hope today's show is if one or two of you out in the world right now maybe stop at a coffee shop talk to somebody enter a conversation at home boom we started rebels that's what it's all about so until next time, my friends, I want you to aim high. Spread your wings. Keep your eyes on the things that matter and share it with somebody else. Let your light shine. Don't hide it in a bushel. The ripples you create will go on and on and on. It's intoxicating. I'm your host, Silouan. It's great to be with you as always. Till next time, peace. You've been listening to The Pilgrim's Odyssey. Make sure you comment, share, and like this podcast so all of us together can let our light shine. For books, videos, and more content from me, your host, please visit Silouan.com. That is Silouan, S-I-L-O-U-A-N.com. Until your next visit on the Pilgrim's Odyssey, I'm your guide on life's wild ride, Silouan Green.